about Dead Man's Party, the second episode of season three, uh, where we kind of start dealing with some of the fallout from Buffy running away. Uh, this episode originally aired on October 6th, 1998. It was written by Marty Noxon and directed by James Whitmore. So I'm just going to blame James Whitmore Jr. Okay. His name is James Whitmore Jr. I forgot the junior. But I'm going to blame him because in the past we've really liked Marty Noxon. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what else she did. But you didn't like this episode? Okay, so this episode had zombies. A zombie cat was named after an Oingo Boingo song, and I'm still disappointed. What does that tell you? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a pet cemetery callback. Mm-hmm. It's it even a great cat. cat. <laughs> I mean, this episode has everything to be tailor made to me, and I still realized at one point that I was playing my stupid fashion game on my phone. Hmm. I mean, I didn't hate it, but you're right. It's not one of my... Not one of my... Fa- oh, our phones are all buzzing in unison because we're part of the same chat. <laughs> <laughs> Except for mine. Um, because you were responsible and shut your phone off? I didn't turn mine off because... Okay, let me just do that real no, quick. No, actually not. Uh, not that. The reason is because I have... Notifications turned off for Chatty Wiggins. Okay. That's that's smart. Also, possibly the reason could be is that his phone broke, so he's using my old one, which is garbage. It's true, too. <laughs> mm. uh, so, Xander's face, when he sees Buffy, is so wonderful. Like, for all the problems that Nicholas Brynden has, can we just, for a moment, acknowledge that he is a really amazing actor? Yes, he, absolutely. He is one of a list of people that I just... <laughs> Can you mute my computer? That button? Uh, no, uh, the button that looks like a mute. Um, it's <laughs> it's a, a, speaker with a, <laughs> a speaker with a line through it. Mute is a verb, dude. It doesn't look like an anything. <laughs> okay, what were we talking about? Nicholas Brendan oh, yes. is a really good actor. He's on a list of people. He's on a list of people that I just have to separate from... A growing, ever, ever fucking growing list yeah, of people. Yeah, a growing list of people that I'm like, okay, that was good work. You're a douche, but you do good work. Yeah, yeah. Like I have... Yes, he did very good work. He breaks my heart. Yes, but in that moment, there were so many emotions expressed mm-hmm. in one single facial expression. Yeah. It was amazing. So good. Um, <laughs> and then Buffy says to him, it's all fun and games until you lose an eye. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, Buffy, you're going to regret that someday. You're going to regret that someday. Um Oh, I have another thing that really made me feel gross. Is when it Snyder's her... sexual harassment? Yes! <laughs> Principal Snyder's sexual harassment. Uh, I have another high school story for this episode. Would you guys like to hear my high school story about yeah. sexual harassment? So, in my... I don't 
know if it was my senior year or if it was my husband's senior year. I went to prom both years, so whatever. In one of our senior years, we had a new dean and uh, spent most of the year being like, is he creepy? He seems creepy. <laughs> and just like everybody being like, yeah, I don't know. I don't like this. And then prom, with all the girls in their dresses, um, he sort of urged girls to dance with him. And uh, then not very long after prom, he no longer worked there. Good. And I just remember thinking at the time, why did it take until prom for this to happen? He didn't do anything at prom that he hadn't already done every day at school leading up to prom. And uh, so when Principal Schneider says to Buffy, oh darn, you look so cute in that hat, I was just like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, Snyder... I'm feeling pretty salty about some things right now. <laughs> Ever since the season two finale, Snyder has, like, gone to 11 with his dickishness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's good fair. for the character. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be. We are not supposed to like him. He is a very effective, very well-written character. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I was thinking when I was watching this episode, though, that in a few episodes when we get to one of my favorite all-time, Band Candy, he actually becomes kind of sympathetic. I want a candy bar now. I haven't had breakfast. I'm just hungry. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> I agree with you. So, but, but speaking of great moments in facial acting, Giles' moment in the kitchen mm-hmm. when he goes to make tea. I mean. <sighs> oh, that was beautiful. It's no surprise that he's a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just happy and sad and, and just, mm, Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So good, so good. If you haven't seen Repo the Genetic Opera with Anthony Head in it, you really should see that movie because you just get so much of that conflicted acting in his face. Plus he sings. He was in a failed um, summer show. I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, it It was basically a what happened after Romeo and Juliet. And he played... Uh, Capulet Patriarch hmm. and he was fantastic in it I think he, he was so good I think it's possible that he is just fantastic yeah uh, it was an interesting it was an interesting show and I, I wish it would have been more successful but anyway that's not what we're talking about dead now. cats oh did I say oh yeah I did say that yeah. The dead cats. Yeah, I'm not okay with it. Um, I'm not okay with that it. That was a very dead cat with, like, church blood. Like, it looked like yeah. church. It looked the way that church did in Pet Cemetery after he'd been run over by the car. Yeah, which, which told me what happened to that cat. I honestly thought, like, I hadn't seen this episode for a long time, and I kind of, I sort of remembered it, but not really. I thought, Pat's a witch. Pat put that cat there. It's not yeah. out of the question being Sunnydale, but here, here is my, based on cat behavior, cats, when they're hurt, they go and hide. Would that uh, cat be able to jump up there with that injury? Um, well, no, there was a window there, so maybe he crawled in and crawled right on top of it, mm-hmm. so he may not have had to jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it was very plausible that he would have gotten hurt and went and hid and died. That, that was plausible. Uh, still not okay with the dead cat, but... 
I think it's interesting that we start with a dead cat and then no other dead animals. Also, what would have happened if the cat had put on the mask? I want that episode. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I'm now instead picturing of, this dead cat jumping up the wall, swiping at the mask. Instead of, I live, you die, it would be like... <laughs> Especially because that cat was so angry. He was so angry because he was jerk. He was the yeah. angriest cat. Um, there's so many nods in this movie that I really, really liked. Like, I love the church cat um, in this movie. In this episode, um, I, I liked how everybody kept calling it Giles' cat, and he was so frustrated. And I just thought, no, Giles, that is your cat. That's the cat you need. <laughs> and I sort of wish that he could just go through the rest of the episodes with a dead cat pet. Unfortunately, the cat vaporized at the I end know. of the episode. Yeah, I have. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about? I can see you have something to talk about. I'll can, wait. I can agree we, with. We can I agree go chronologically. With you. I'll wait. Can we talk about Pat for just a minute? Yeah, please. She's Let's... a bitch. She kind of is, and I I spent a lot of the episode going. Are we supposed to like her, or are we supposed to hate her? I felt like Pat was another Sheila moment. Yeah. We get a lot of character development on this character, so much that I kept thinking, she's definitely a witch. This is her. I had seen this episode, and I was still like, she's a witch. She's mm-hmm. done this before. Or, like, like, she's doing this on purpose. Yeah. And then, like, she's not. She's not anything. Mm-hmm. She's just this lady. Yeah. And, not, it like, all of her character development and her bitchiness kind of doesn't go anywhere. And it felt weird to me. It felt like Sheila. Like, we get, we are told to be very invested in this character, and then... You know what would have been nice? Is if she would have had even just one scene in the previous episode. Yeah. If we could have seen Joy... I mean, because basically Joyce needed a friend. Joyce found a friend. And if we could have seen Pat being there for her as a friend in the previous episode... Yeah. I think it would have made this episode better. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you completely. Mm Mm-hmm. But that, that didn't line, happen. Though. Hey, there you are. Not thinking about any more flights of fancy, I hope. Oh my god. Like, I would smack her so bad. Okay, I so was I so to- glad when she died. I totally agree that she's a bitch, but I don't know if she's, like, a malicious bitch. No, she's definitely not malicious. I, th- I got the impression that she met Joyce, they got along really well, and she is suffering from that thing that a lot of people suffer from, which is, I don't know you except through my friend who you've hurt. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Pacing is weird in this episode. It is. Like, it feels like it takes a really long time to get to the party, which is the title of the episode. They just they had so much to set up. They had to deal with Buffy meeting all of her friends. Mm-hmm. And then they had to deal with... And let me just tell you, okay? I find it entirely plausible that a party that kids have been set up... I'm sorry... A party that kids have set up would be invaded by the entire school and a band and people who don't even know them. I find it much less plausible that a party that was set up by the mom would be invaded that way. That was weird. I I thought it was weird on on a lot of levels. Like, one, I thought it was weird that Joyce apparently said, would you like to come to dinner? And then they all were like, let's turn this into a big house party because Joyce won't mind. Willow especially should have been not on board with that. Exactly. And then when everybody gets there, Joyce is just totally cool with it and taking shots of schnapps with Pat in the kitchen. And I'm like, and like, yeah, I don't know. That seems 
super extra weird that Joyce would just be letting this happen in her house right after the whole thing with Buffy. Yeah. And then Buffy is not coping real well with her friends, not coping real well with her. Yeah, I was, like, I was thinking about, like, I, I was thinking this episode really reminded me how much I related to Buffy. Because I, um, like, man, if I were in Buffy's situation, yeah, I would, I would run away too again. You know, though, there was a moment with Willow where I related to Willow in a way I have never related to her before. I am not the Willow in this group. But uh, I have a friend, and I don't believe she listens to this podcast, so otherwise we're not going to be friends anymore because this will... This, but she... Um, <laughs> You know, she almost never answers the phone when I call her. When she calls me, it's to relate the dramas in her life. And then gets off the phone before I can talk to her. So basically, she, we are friends so that I can be there for her. Mm -hmm. um, and when Willow was trying to say you weren't there, and Buffy goes, well, I know you were worried about me. And Willow's like, no! <laughs> I needed you for me. Yeah. I, I really felt that. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was something I was like, I feel you, Willow. I feel you. Same. So. And, and as as an occasional selfish person, like, I definitely felt Buffy's thing because I was like, I was like, okay, Buffy, like, had to kill the person that she loved, got kicked out of her house, got kicked out of her school. Um, she runs away in a moment of, like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like, she runs away. She comes back three months later, and yeah, it sucks that she ran away, but, like, at the same time, like, I don't know, like, I was just, like, I was mad at everyone for treating her badly. Like, because I was, because she'd gone through so much, and yeah, she hasn't talked to anybody about it, but you can just look at her and see that there's a lot going on. Okay, so here's my first issue. She didn't talk to anybody. And these are her friends. These are her friends. And this is actually a repeated problem that Buffy has. We see it again, like, the fallout that happens in Once More With Feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Buffy doesn't tell them very crucial, important details. Like, I'm freaking out because your spell worked, Willow. Would have been really good information for Willow to have... That whole fucking summer. Like, hey, I'm not a shit witch. Like, like I can do magic. That works. Yeah. That would have been good for her to know while they were working on slaying. Also, if she had told even, like, a little bit of that, if she had been like, I'm having a hard time dealing with this, they would have all been there for her. She, Maybe not She Xander. didn't even have to say Angel was back. She could yeah. have just said, it hurt me to kill the man I love. Yeah. Like, she didn't... She she left and feels like nobody understands her because she didn't give anybody a chance to. She, like, none of this would have gone down if she had just stopped and treated her friends like they were her friends. Yeah, I don't know, like, I, I felt like, like, I, I looked at Buffy and I was like... I know, exactly. <laughs> I, I felt, I felt like she was being attacked and she looked like she felt like she was being attacked. I, I will say, I will say... That what happens that I have a, very, a lot of opinions about what happens at the party. Yeah. Um, everything that I'm saying right now is inclusive 
until like, like includes everything mm-hmm. up to the party. Okay. Okay. No, I'm talking about the party. I, like, I'm not. The... Ta- I'm not. I'm not to the party yet. We haven't. We haven't mentioned the party yet. Okay. I like Buffy should have talked to her friends. The party is a direct result of her not doing that. Um, when you don't talk to somebody, it makes it really hard for them to talk to you. I think is how her friends were feeling. Yeah. Because they're like, I know that you're going through something, so I don't want to push your boundaries, but I don't know how to act around you now. So that's the whole reason that the party even happens. Because none of them want to... <laughs> they are having the same thing with Buffy that I have with literally everyone in the world. I am okay in a group setting because there is no pressure on me to maintain the, the flow of things. But in a one-on-one setting... If there's an awkward silence, I will bear all of that guilt. And I will feel like I need to make sure that the conversation is fun and entertaining and we're doing something great and I don't know how to do this anymore. Oh God, I'm freaking out. They're having that issue with Buffy right now. They're like, in a group setting, we don't have to talk about anything serious, but if we have, we are, if we are one-on-one, we don't know what to do. To the party. And if we're talking about something that has happened in your life and the way people have reacted to you, I just want you to know I love you very much. Oh, thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No, no, no. I, I definitely related to the stuff like that. The stuff, the, the, the stuff that's happening to Buffy in this episode and the next episode. I was like, I'm like 100% like on board. I've been there like, and, and fuck people and fuck Xander specifically. Fuck Xander specifically. So much. <laughs> I will. So much fuck Xander. Um, I, uh, I can't, like, I, I feel like one, there's a line in this episode that I really appreciate. And that is when Buffy is complaining about the school situation and Joyce turns to her and says, Buffy, you made some bad choices. You just might have to deal with some consequences. Yeah. And I think that that's a really important line because when you get, like, Joyce was a bitch. Not, like, Joyce should not have said what she said. But that, she also admits it. Um, yeah, she did also admit it. Uh, but Joyce has, like, deflected a lot of blame and that's not okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you get, get down to it, Buffy is the one that decided not to talk to her friends. Buffy is the one that decided to leave. Buffy is the one that decided to run away when she really should have stayed. And dealt with, like, told, like, talked to people. Yeah. Um, Although, to be fair, if she hadn't made those decisions, hundreds of people would be dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, it's true. Um, But to the party. The the white homeless people in LA are actually really glad it happened. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, To the party, absolutely fuck Xander. Um, Z- like, Xander, Xander's, like, like, okay, so Willow walking in on Buffy, I was on board with Willow, and I felt like that conversation was about to go somewhere really great, yeah. until Joyce came in. And Joyce freaks the fuck out. Rightly so. Yeah, I can't blame her. Yeah, but, but, like, but Willow, Willow and Buffy, that conversation seemed like it was going to a really good but place. But Joyce doesn't know that. Yeah. Joyce just knows that her daughter, who just came back, has a bag packed on her bed. Yeah. And um, I will say that, you know, my daughter is only four. But there are still moments where I will walk into a situation and be like, Leia, you got to stop that. And my husband is like, no, no, we're good. We're okay. We've got this under control. And I'm like, oh, okay. Here's my problem with Joyce, though. Joyce walks in, freaks out on Buffy for packing up and being ready to go again. 
But she literally just said having Buffy back is worse than when she was gone. No. Back up. She literally just said to a trusted friend, while she had every expectation that Buffy was out at the party with her friends, in some ways, having Buffy back is worse. And then... I totally heard that the way Buffy heard it. I know, I know. But listen, and then there is, I think, a very sloppy cut. Because I think we should have cut right there. Buffy should have walked away. This is one of the things I'm blaming James Whitmore for, is Buffy should have walked away at that moment. We should have cut that scene right there. Because what we do is we linger on that scene, and Joyce says nothing else. Pat says nothing else. There's no response there. Where in, like, in an actual conversation, I feel like what should have happened, if the, if, the, if the director had been paying attention and cut the scene where it needed to cut, we would have had, or, or if the writer had written more and there was no reason to cut there, we would have had a scene that was like, in some ways, it's worse. Like, I just don't know how to talk to her now. I don't, you know, we're having problems with the school thing. Joyce wasn't just saying having Buffy back is worse. Joyce was complaining about very specific things. And just zooming in on Buffy's shocked expression would have conveyed that she was not hearing. Yeah, we could have zoomed in. We could have muddled the sound with the music. We could have had Dingo's Mm -hmm. Ate My Babies start playing a loud song. We could have done a lot of things in that moment to show that that was not everything Joyce was saying. Because I do not believe that that was everything Joyce was saying. And I think that was a very sloppy cut. Okay, I hope you're right. But it wasn't in the test. I know that it wasn't in the text, and I know that sometimes I'm like, well, this is how they acted it, so this is canon, and sometimes I'm not, because we all cherry-pick. But um, based on Joyce as a character up to this Mm -hmm. point and after this point, I do not believe that that's all she's saying. This is the first time we see her buzz, though. Like, alcohol has an effect. (laughs) Right, but the effect, like, like, just think about natural conversation. How, you must be relieved to have yeah, Buffy no, no, back. No, no. Like, natural conversation, especially when you're drunk, that's not how it goes. Like, you, that's just... I would have... If, if, if one of you had said something like that to me, I would have responded to that. Mm-hmm. Something. So, Pat, if, even, if Buff, even if Joyce didn't go on, Pat should have said something. Yeah, that's... that's the, I feel like, like... at least you've got her back. You know, at least you know she's safe. And then Joyce would have been like, yes, or something. Like, yeah. Like, I just... I feel very strongly this was a sloppy ending. Yeah. Can I point out in a slightly lighter moment that Willow was wearing a rainbowy necklace? (gasps) I didn't see that. She was wearing she was wearing a beaded necklace with little beaded flowers. And the first time I noticed it, you could see a red, a yellow, and a blue. And later on it had shifted and you could see an orange and a green. Nice. Nice. So one must assume there was a purple, though I didn't ever see it. Uh, in the next episode, she's also wearing a rainbowy necklace. I missed that too. Damn it! Uh, uh, so should we get to the party scene? The wait, wait, wait! Oh, okay. Giles hotwired his car. Yes. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course he can. Like, and then he says, "Like riding a bicycle," and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course he did that." Shit. Okay. Yes. The party. We had a Jonathan sighting. We I'll did. Just, I'll just throw that out real quick. Well, we didn't know his name. You yeah. by the chips. You by the dip. You by the dip. <laughs> um. Okay, so she gets in the fight with Willow, which seems to be going well, and then Joyce jumps in, and it's not going so well. 
Um, although Buffy doesn't seem to be running away again, and she gets downstairs, at which point Xander jumps in. And I am pretty hard-pressed to think of a moment when Xander being angry and jumping in to a situation has helped. The only time Xander's interference helps is when he just when he puts aside his anger and goes for support. Yeah. And um, I feel like that says something now that I've realized it. And I wish that Xander would realize that. Yeah, um, healers just shouldn't DPS. Yeah, yeah, you know what, you're right. Nicholas, love, pay attention. Um, but yeah, so I just, I was so angry and uncomfortable. I always remember being a kid and when, like, I was at a friend's house and they're, they'd get in trouble and I was like, I want to be gone. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. The extras were great because they did that. Yeah, like, Did you see the extras like, in the background? They were like, oh, shit, I'm leaving. Yeah, they're all, like, edging towards the door. It was so good. Um, but, like, I just... I was like, Xander, don't jump in on this. Like, her mom is yelling at her. What do you have to add to this situation? Yep. And, uh, and, and nothing is the answer to that. Really. And just like the things he says, most girls don't hop a train over boy troubles. Fuck you. You're the reason Angel's dead to begin with. Yeah. You know what? I did not even remember that he said that. I think I was just so, like... Like, I don't know, I think embarrassment is a trigger for me or something. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as he started talking and they showed Buffy's face, because sure, Michelle, Michelle Geller, that was... That was some good acting. That was some really stellar stuff that she was pulling off there. But, like, I was just so lost in, in Buffy's facial expression and her tears that I think I couldn't even understand the words that Xander was saying, except that he was yelling at her very aggressively. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there either was a sighting of Frankenstein boy, yeah, or some guy just wearing the same sweater. It, but he looked like him yeah. too. I thought, he looked like him too. I thought it was the same guy. I thought it was the same guy too. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. Let's see. And also, Buffy, Pat, and Mom were all in a very similar color palette. And I don't know what that was about. They were all wearing kind of pink, corally, right. reds. I do want to call out my favorite line in this episode. What do we do if they get in? I I kind of think we die. <laughs> um, so I love that. Once again, Xander coming up with my favorite line in the series. Oh. Uh, I already talked about Pat's purpose. Like, I just really want to know yeah. what her purpose was. This is another character where I'm like, I want to read the earlier drafts. Like, yeah. I want to know what was going on with this. So, you feel like there was something important going on with her. Yeah, so hey, Marty, call us. <laughs> I was glad that she died. I wasn't sad about it. I wasn't sad I wasn't about sad it, but... About it. Okay, and this follows into my last note about this episode, if you guys want me to get on my... I just want to say... Anger train. I loved that it was... I mean, Pat wasn't an unattractive woman, but she certainly was not a skinny, gorgeous woman She's, either. She was plain. Yeah, she was, a, she was a fairly plain woman, and I just loved that she was the one that got the mask. I just, yeah. The, just this boring, housewifey-looking, middle-aged woman was the one that got the mask. I still wish the cat had gotten it. That would have been better. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> so, okay. So Pat doesn't seem to have a purpose, and her death scene is pretty... 
bleh. Mm-hmm. Her like, lifting's off screen. She she whimpers, and then they go, like, I thought she whimpered after they had gone up to her. Yeah, she whimpered after. And then they're like, she's dead. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess. Just air escaping the body, that's all. Yeah, um, this is fucking anticlimactic. Like, she gets the mask, and then there's not really much of a fight. There's a flashy thing. Mm-hmm. I wish they'd shown us a little bit more of what that flashy thing was doing, exactly. Yeah, it just seemed to stun them. It didn't seem to do anything Yeah, but there's this whole, awful. like, don't look, don't look! And I'm like, are you having flashbacks? Are you, like, feeling like you're dead? Are you hallucinating maggots writhing all over your rotting flesh? Like, mm-hmm. what's happening? I want to know what's happening mm-hmm. there, because it looks like a cool power. Yeah. And then they get the mask off of her. No, they don't. Oh, they do whatever. They hit her in the face with a shovel. Right. Don't look. Stab or, her in the face with no, a shovel. Major <laughs> look, and they stab her in the eyes with a shovel. And there's this whole thing about trying to get the information to Buffy about what she needs to do. And, I mean, it's kind of cool that she figures it out on her own. And then Oz gets the kind of funny line of, never mind. Um, but, like, it just really adds to that anticlimactic feeling that he didn't succeed in getting her the information. Mm-hmm. It just, it makes everything feel really, like, pointless. And then all of the zombies just vanish? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Those were actual bodies. Those were actual, especially Pat, who, her blood hadn't even clotted yet, so. Yeah, yeah like, those were actual bodies that actually came from their graves or their death places, and and by the way, Church had to crawl out of his grave, so there's a whole bunch of graves that people have crawled out of. Yeah. And there's just a whole bunch of empty graves now. Yeah. And so, like, what? Well, I don't... Like, what do they say the following day? Like, oh, a rampant death, and, like, the cemetery is empty now. Corpse theft. Corpse theft and murder. <laughs> Yeah, no, it just, I don't know, man, that ending, that was, that was a shitty ending, man. Yeah. Yeah, this was not a great episode. Um, one, uh, last thing I want to point out, there was a whole conversation about, uh, Shindig versus a Gathering versus a Hootenanny. Hootenanny. It was a very similar Well, a lot of Hoot, very little thing. A little bit of Nanny. There was a very similar conversation in Firefly, in the Shindig episode. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, um, my my comment, I did not hate this episode, and I did not dislike this episode. I actually did like this episode, although I agree 100% that you, that you're correct in that the episode was anticlimactic and the demon was, um, unimpressive. Um, but like, but the emotion in this episode was so intense, and I really love Buffy, like, in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree. Like, here's the problem I have, though, is, like, you're right. The emotion and everything in this episode was great. The character development that needed to happen was good. Um, but I didn't like the episode. Yeah. Like, I wish that had been in a different episode. I especially don't like the episode because I love zombies. I love Oingo Boingo. Dead cats, man. Zombie cats. Cool zombie cats. I love them. Uh... 
thing I've noticed a lot in our rewatch is some of the episodes that have really important things happen in them, I remember liking a lot better. Like Becoming, as a for instance. Yeah. Or um, uh, the episode where Angel first became Angelus. Because they were so important, I remember liking them. And then on rewatch, I go, it's not actually a good episode. Um, so I kind of think a little bit of this may be going on here. A lot of important stuff happened in this episode. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, though. I didn't hate it. It I just like, wasn't great. I, I think I hated it because I wanted it. Because it has all of the things I love. Mm. I Yeah, like, so Mr. Pointy-Wise... I'm tempted to give it a three. I feel like... I think a three is fair. You disagree with me? No. Okay. Because, yeah, like, like this would be like a 2.8 or something. Or a <laughs> 2.7. But, like, again, I'm around up to three. Because it did have a lot of really cool stuff, and, yeah, it had a lot of problems. and definitely had more problems than the last episode. But, but, I just, like... Oh man, this episode made me feel so much. Are we done? I think we're done. Okay. Well, um, we've got our rating. See, I, I actually put in a reminder to ask about that. Uh, I'm going to ask you all to please go to iTunes or Google Play and give us a rate, a review, and a subscribe to help us out. And uh, talk to your friends about us. If you've got friends who like Buffy, let them know about us. Uh, let's see. Uh, we would love to interact with you on our social media, which is... Once more, W. Buffy. On Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. We're also on Tumblr and on Facebook as SnarkCasts with all of our sister and soon-to-be brother podcasts. And finally, we're part of the Gumby Cat Networks, and I would really like to encourage you to go visit us at GumbyCatNetworks.com and check out some of the other fantastic podcasts that are on there, like for instance rpg which is an anthology collection of awesome but unsustainable podcast ideas rpg stands for random podcast generator that's all i got gumby cat productions Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.